Ryan, you there? You there? Oh, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. All right, cool. That was a crazy train. <laughs> Going off the rails? Um, <laughs> no, nah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's plugging along somehow. <laughs> <laughs> always always wonder if there's any crises in the day. I know. Yeah, it could happen in, at any moment, but um yeah same old story i guess still so going well um that's it what's up with you nothing yeah nothing from krause nothing i don't know oh i know i mean he'll he'll text me like maybe once every day or two about something he needs or something else and that's it no updates no <laughs> no this, no that. Uh, I was going to text him today, and then I said, uh, "Why, why bother?" <laughs> yeah, why even? Why even go down that road? It's a waste. Um, what do you want to do? So you have the linebacker article out. You have the "Don't worry, NFL will be back" article out. Um, I don't know. Any preference? Uh, your preference, as always. What do you want to talk about? Could be either. Ah, dealer's choice. Dealer's um, choice. Let's do, don't worry, the NFL will be back. All right. I'm a little more worried than I was when I wrote that. But no, not seriously. <laughs> Why do you say that? Even no, joking. I'm joking. No, it's <laughs> going to be back. Uh-oh, I lost you. Are you there? You there? Hmm. Hello? What the? I lost you there for a second. That? That was... I got you back. Yeah, that was so weird. Um, all right, let's hope for the best here. <laughs> um, whatever. Worst case, we'll do it when i get home but all right let's uh let's focus on that then the nfl will be back all right all right three two one extending the play with nfl eagles insider john mcmullen alongside myself ryan rothstein welcome everyone to another edition subscribe to the podcast people all right we're sick of telling you jacob media jacob with a k J-A-K-I-B, Media, Sirius XM Radio, SB Nation Radio. John writes for Sports Illustrated at SI.com and PhillyVoice.com. And follow us on Twitter at J.F. McMullen and Ryan Rothstein 33. John McMullen, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's... um. You know, baseball, the players denied a hundredth proposal from the league. And after that, it said, okay, baseball's back. Um, But sports in general, more. uh, 
um, Jokic, uh, the Joker in tennis, and Zeke, as we've mentioned before on previous episodes, and the list continues to grow. Florida seems like it's not as safe as we thought. Facilities are closing down. So can you be the voice of, of calm or reason, John, or do we have reason to be concerned? Well, I, I, I do think there's a little bit of a concern. I think it's fair to say that. I mean, numbers have been trending in a negative direction over the past week or 10 days. And, uh, but again, it depends how you look at the data. There's some good and there's some bad. And I think people focus a little bit too much on just the gross number of, of COVID cases and the gross number of positives. Um, the biggest positive sign is the fact that the people that are testing positive now are, are much younger. I think the medium age has gone from, for instance, in Florida, from in the 60s to 36 or 37. Uh, and that's a big difference because if you get this particular disease and you're older, you're, you're going to have some issues. And generally, uh, if you're under 45, you're probably going to be fine. Uh, and it's very rare uh, that you're going to have significant symptoms. And, you know, the younger you are and the healthier you are, and by the way, that's a category most professional athletes are in, bottom line is it's just getting sick. Uh, I mean, that's what it is to this point. Um, and nobody wants to get sick. It's not positive. I mean, there's there's other parts to this. Obviously, if you you, um, you get it, you test positive, and you are young and healthy, you can give it to someone else who is maybe not young and healthy. So I'm not trying to say it's not a concern, but I, I've said this time and time again, I wrote about it on Philly Voice. I mean, these sports are coming back. They're coming back. They're all coming back in July, interestingly. And they're not giving up the TV rights revenue. They're not giving up the TV rights fees. And I think it was Andrew Brandt, I'll give him the credit. He was the first one who brought it up because uh, it's not easy. I mean, I've been bringing it up, but I don't count myself. Uh, I mean, you either be realistic or not realistic. And I prefer to tell people the truth. And they're not giving up that money. So if the only goal was public health, yeah, maybe they wouldn't play. But it's not. So I, I don't know. Do people want to be lied to or do they, they want to be told the truth? Yeah, and I agree with you. But here's the thing. I mean, I'm sure Major League Baseball and NBA, they don't want to give up the money that they've already given up and they're going to get some back but they're still in the hole pretty deep here after what has taken place since the second week of March um, but like you mentioned John it's not about who's testing positive with COVID-19 right now because as you said there's more younger cases so they're safe for you know majority they're they're safe they're healthy they're athletes nothing to worry about but it's not really about that it's about the spreading of the virus. So I'm not concerned about the players health and safety, but the league at the very minimum will have a PR nightmare or a big PR situation on their hands. And I think that's the best case scenario. I mean, if they continue to have athletes fail tests 
Then what? Yeah, I mean, I mean that, something has that's to happen, the no? most difficult part because you're already seen it. I, I mean, you've seen this sort of, I don't want to call it his, in the past seven, ten, already seen pretty seismic shift. People talking about play now. I think if you go back two weeks, they're going to play. There's no problem with it. And now as more and more people test positive, not only in the NFL, but all across the sports world, people are starting to ask those same questions. How, how, how can you do this? And obviously there's different ideas. The NBA is going in a bubble. The major league baseball is trying to limit as much travel as possible with this 60 game schedule. Everybody's going to be in quadrants uh, and play teams near them. Uh, again, I, to me, you can't, I've said it numerous times, you can't legislate a virus. That, to me, is all public relations. That's what that is. That's like, in essence, that's them saying, we're trying to do everything possible to keep everybody as healthy as possible, but we're going to play because we need this money. That's what they're trying to do. I, I, it, I don't think it's succeeding because... For a number of reasons, I, I think you have two camps, as usual in this country, and one is okay, go play. We're not. We just want. We just want to be entertained. And then you have a different camp who's almost, and I called it weirdly rooting for you know negative, no playing, no economy, no nothing, uh, to ensure their favorite politician gets in office. I, I don't understand that kind of stuff. I think it's immature. I, I think uh, people have to be honest with themselves and they have to say, look, pandemics have happened before. They're going to happen again. And one of the reasons why is you can't legislate a virus, but you do have to go about life. You do have to live your life. At least that's the only way we know how to do this. We tried shutting things down for what are we in now? Three months, essentially, as people start to open up. That didn't work. Are we going to shut down for another three months? Yeah. What is the impact? Again, if the solution is worse than the answer, I mean, worse than the problem, have we really accomplished anything? Because, you know, nobody talks about depression. Nobody talks about people losing jobs. We've been lucky through this, Ryan. We've gained jobs. Uh, we're, we're, we're one of the very few, yeah. two of the very few. And there, I see it in my neighborhood. People constantly imp- impacted from an economic standpoint. And I live in a nice neighborhood. I live in a middle class, upper middle class neighborhood. Uh, it's affecting uh, a lot of people. And whether it is depression, whether it is um, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, these are all things that are real. And I, I, I can't stand when people put problems in a vacuum and say, this is it. No, everything, every action has a reaction. Everybody understands that or everybody knows that phrase, but it's true. You, you, things do not exist in a vacuum. And that's what, you know, if you go back, who was the first NBA player? Was it Rudy Gobert? I can't. I think it, was, about, it was Rudy Gobert, yeah. He tests positive. Boom. We shut down everything in sports. Now we got positive after positive after positive, and we're going forward. Why? What is the difference? Well, we know a lot more. 
And we know young people aren't going to be stricken. They aren't going to die. They aren't going to be on ventilators. Um, so the best I think you can do is try to keep everyone as healthy as possible. And I think you have to educate older people and people who are younger and have maybe deficient immune systems for whatever reason, maybe they have an underlying issue, maybe they have cancer, people like that, look, they shouldn't go to sporting events. They shouldn't go anywhere. Um, those are the people that are really, really at risk. And we have to do everything we possibly can to protect them while also going on with life. I mean, it is a statistics problem as well. And yeah. you can't destroy 350 million people to save 10 million. I mean, these are difficult decisions. No, they, they, they are. And, you know, the sports world and politicians and anyone that's dealing with businesses or running a country, a state, a city, even it's, it's a lot of responsibility. And I think, as we've mentioned a lot over the past couple months, John, no one really knows with 100% certainty what we're dealing with, um, what the reaction to certain decisions can be. And, you know, that's that's the most difficult part. But whether you're 100% right or not, John, if Carson Wentz gets it, you know, leading up to week one and Miles Sanders gets it and, you know, two or three other players on the Eagles get it, and they have no no symptoms and they're okay. They were in the facility all week, though. Like, those are the situations, I guess, that are going to be interesting to see how they play out. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring that up, Ryan, because uh, Joe Banner uh, tweeted something and said uh, he got killed for it, and he got killed for telling the truth. And he said, you know, it's a competitive advantage to get somebody test positive right now in June uh, because that means – in September, they're going to be completely healthy. They're going to be over it. They're going to have, and again, no one knows 100%, but as we stand now, uh, it's very unlikely they're going to get it again. Um, so he mentioned the fact that, hey, get it out of the way, if humanly possible. Um, and he got destroyed for it. And I, I never, look, he, he didn't advocate you know, having a, a chicken pox party, as people have called it, and getting everyone together and getting everybody sick so they could get over it. He didn't advocate <laughs> that. He just said he was what I said before. He was telling the truth. And he was saying, well, Zeke Elliott tested positive now. He's going to be fine. The Cowboys are good at, at running back, uh, it, it, you know, unless he breaks his ankle or has a concussion or has a typical football injury. Uh, and that's what he was trying to get at. And he got killed because I, I, I you know, I, explain to me, Ryan, why do people not like being told the truth? I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. It's boring. I don't know. It's against their beliefs, like you like you've mentioned before. And I think even like right now, the time we're in, John, just the day that we're recording this Wednesday, right? I think it's Wednesday, June 24th. Um, it's, it's calmed down. As you mentioned, like a couple of weeks ago, the mindset and the popular opinion was sports are returning. It's all good. We're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. 
Well, people stop getting clicks on their articles. They stop getting the traction that they want and need on social media. So what's going to be the popular thing now? Dr. Fauci comes out and says the NFL is in trouble. It's the complete opposite of what was previously popular. I think that's just what drives our society. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of it. And I, you know, I, I kind of, um, I, I, I typically I'm in the media and I, I've been writing for a long time and I, I typically defend um, journalism. And I think the vast majority of people do a very good job. But I, I think you have to be uh, understanding of the outlets and there's difference. And there are people um, going for clicks, as you mentioned, instead of just the story. Um, and I think you see it with the, uh, the Bubba Wallace controversy in NASCAR. I think you see the difference of the people who, who told the story the right way and, and the people that jumped to conclusions and told it the wrong way. Um, and a lot of that has to do with um, what has happened to this industry as a whole. And, you know, for instance, you know, back when I started, we all had copy editors. And if you would put something out there, um, they would tell you, oh, you can't, you, you can't do this. And, and uh, using that as an example, again, you know, first day of journalism class 101, <laughs> journalism 101, use a legend, use reportedly. That's what you do uh, because that's what it is until an investigation is finished. Um, it, that, again, that, that would be second nature to anyone who's been doing this for uh, a very long time. So it has changed a little bit. And I think those changes have to do with the tightening of belts and the elimination of copy editors and things like that. Um, but for the most part, uh, yeah, I mean, you have a polarized society and you have people taking, and I wrote about this on Philly Voice, you have people taking the same quote and going two different directions with it. It's really kind of amazing. And, and I looked at Fauci's quote and he said there was 100 qualifiers in there. The guy wasn't saying there was going to be no football. He essentially said, he, has said, he said, if this he happens said nothing. and this happens <laughs> and this happens, well, then it's going to be very difficult to play football. And by the All way, right. since that time, he's had an interview, an exclusive interview with, with Sports Illustrated and, and basically said that. He said, I give advice. I have nothing to do with it. So my standpoint, and, and the NFL quickly brought out Alan Sills, who's their top doctor, after Dr. Fauci spoke the first time. And they basically said that, look, thanks. Thanks for the input. We have a plan in place. We're going to play. We're going to move forward. I think what has changed is if you go back two weeks, I think there was a lot of excitement, a lot of positivity that there were not only going to be fans in the stands, but significant fans in the stands. That has kind of been put in reverse. Now that's looking more negative. If there's going to be fans in the stands, it's going to be a small number uh, and possibly in certain cities, certain teams, there's going to be no fans. I think that part of it has turned negative again. Extending the play with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen and myself, Ryan Rothstein. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. 
Sirius XM Radio, SB Nation Radio, phillyvoice.com, and find John's latest articles there. This episode is based off one of the articles from Philly Voice. Um, John says, don't worry, the NFL will be back, and I absolutely (laughs) agree with that. Um, John, before we go here, we still have our coulda, shoulda, woulda series, and on the episode we will be recording tomorrow, we're going to get into... Yeah, maybe the weakest part of the team, at least on paper, and you do kind of question and scratch your head and say, "Eh, what the heck are you doing here? Because, I mean, as we stand here today, and you mentioned June 24th, uh, so we're a little bit over a month from the scheduled start of training camp. You always got to put qualifiers on there. That's what I was just saying for journalism students. Scheduled opening of training camp. Nate Gary's the top linebacker on this team. And TJ Edwards is number two. And, I hey, if you go through the 32 rosters in this league, on paper again, that's the worst group in the NFL. So this is going to be a problem for the Eagles. Yeah, so this is going to be an episode you will not want to miss because there's going to be a long list for coulda, shoulda, and woulda for the Philadelphia Eagles at linebacker. Uh, Don't miss it. Extending the play with John McMullen and Ryan Rothstein. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode. Follow us on Twitter, JF McMullen and Ryan Rothstein 33. Have a great night, week. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Short and sweet. Uh, Shorter and sweeter. We knocked that one out. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was good. So, all right, man. I'll, uh, all right, man. I'll talk to you. Be a safe bit later. on the drive. Thanks, John. All right, man. Yep, yeah, we'll do.